0: Welcome to the Amateur Skeptics podcast, number one hundred or two hundred and ninety-two. I'm your host, Brian. Me this evening, Mac.
1: Good evening, everybody.
0: And Ian is with us. Greetings and salutations, all. Mad Cat is in the house. We are amateurs.
2: <laughs> blah 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 blah. I don't
0: know the rest. <laughs> so true. So true. <laughs> and of course, the amateurist amateur, the dumbass himself.
3: Ryan, by inserting my bound object into your anus, you have summoned
0: me, the <laughs> genie of the butt plug. Genie, the genie of the butt plug. Wow, I didn't even know that genie. was a thing. I am so excited. <laughs> 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 I mean, is it just it's it's a, it's a rubbing thing, not like saying your name three times, right?
3: Uh, you, you uh you, you, you summoned me by inserting inserting uh, the. Uh, the butt plug, the magical butt plug into your rectum.
0: Oh, okay. That's okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, I did that for sure. Bottle juice. <laughs> Bottle juice. <laughs> Bottle, Bottle juice. juice. There you go. Bottle juice. Oh, boy. <laughs> centorum. 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 Right? Isn't that? No. <laughs> <Right>. mm.
2: <laughs> centorum?
0: Yeah, it's a secretion, well, of, centorum, huh? uh, of, secretion lubrici- of lubricant, of anal fluids, and lubricant. Wait. Something like that. Yeah, something like that.
2: Okay. My, my leopard gecko anywhere near that.
0: <laughs> well, I. I Santorum, so. How's everybody doing? Doing good. good.
3: Yeah.
0: Wow. I, I, you I know, he, he he opened up
3: a, a business uh, after that, uh, selling milkshakes, and he, he called them uh, Santorum shakes, but no, people didn't seem to go for
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We
4: got out to try and see Ray Parks, although I guess we technically saw him. He's at Mile High Comics. Um, I think he's done now but we got there and it was just a 2 hour wait so it's like yeah that doesn't sound what is
0: has what he really done other than other than star wars right that the, the uh, he uh, well, you know, well, being he was darth oh
4: x-men snake eyes and gi okay. joe yeah. um, he, he's done a lot of stunt work outside of that okay uh, the headless horseman in um the
0: donny depp i'm not running out to see show. him I, I, it, what what why why what, what what is what is your attraction that you want to go see him
4: well, it was my high comics. I'd pick up my comics anyways. Okay, and it was like a timing thing. You know, we were hoping to just you know say hi and shake his hand and stuff. And
0: okay, he's not a great speaker. I mean, I don't remember him really like even when we went to that Star Wars convention. His speaking, he's he doesn't seem like he's. I don't know. Maybe maybe he's gotten better.
4: But I don't. He wasn't really speaking. He was just interacting with fans. Okay, you all right. To, a bit high price for his um, autograph and selfie with him. People were paying eighty bucks for an autograph, eighty bucks for a selfie.
0: Where's the money so going? Like, is it going into his um, pocket, or is it, or is there, or is there a yeah. cause involved?
4: I don't think there's a cause involved. I think it, um, if it is, he wasn't promoted, He wasn't over. You know, he wasn't making a big deal about it.
0: So. Okay, I'll keep my eighty bucks then. Yeah, yeah.
4: But so we got to see him. Although I've seen him a few times, I've never actually gone up and met him before. So still haven't.
0: Okay, and you were on the Functional Nerds podcast.
4: Yeah, so um I actually was on a few years ago as well. Um back when I did the first George Arman novel. My friend Patrick um has been doing it this that one for a while. He's done others before that and he's won he actually won two Hugo awards for podcasting. So wow. it's, it, it it's a fun nerdy group. We you know, we sat in Technically, I was trying—I was supposed to be promoting myself, but we just talked about geeky stuff
0: and had a fun time of it. So, we, we're an award-winning podcast. We won an award. Well, I mean, I, I gave out the awards, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well,
4: can I make the awards?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
4: Uh, well, but the Hugo's I think are a bit more recognized.
0: Podcast. Oh, you're saying that the Hugo's more prestigious. Prestigious? Yeah. Then what? So so what? What what what? I mean, our, our dick joke podcast is 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 what irrelevant to you now? Are, are you moving up in the world?
4: Um, are, are are we competing against any other podcast for that?
0: No, we don't compete with anybody for the bottom <laughs> slot.
4: Yeah, see, he he kind of had to get people to vote for him. Yeah, as being more they, they liking him more than others. So you know.
0: So a popularity contest. Yeah, it's a well. No, I yeah. and, and think that I think that's exactly true with the, with a lot of those I, Webby Awards I, I and stuff like that. Know that. But, yeah, and that's but for fine.
4: Podcast that actually makes a bit sense.
0: Yeah, it does. Yeah, it know, sure. What, does. what are the people listening to and enjoying? But why functional nerds? Are are nerds not functional by definition for some reason? I don't.
4: I, I did not come up with the name. That is his name for the podcast. Um, you know, so
2: it's functional, but not not functional. <laughs>
0: I, I don't know. I'm just trying to. I'm just figuring out if is, is nerd is is included in the definition somewhere. You know, non-functional.
4: Contact, right, right. Contact <laughs> them. Get them to have you come on the pod, their podcast, and you can ask that directly to him.
0: What am, What are they going to talk to me about? Geeky stuff. Okay. Well, it, it might work. <laughs> I don't. Know. Yeah, there's probably a plenty. You know, a lot of geeky. They'll probably stuff. Uh,
1: they'll probably want to want to hear why you think Homelander
4: could beat Superman. <laughs> they'd go there they would they would definitely go there
0: I also think Mighty Mouse could beat up Superman
4: <laughs> actually Mighty Mouse could hey I've seen Stand hey, By right. Me damn it I know that Mighty Mouse isn't real Mighty it's
2: Mouse is really. real believe
1: it <laughs> oh, by the way Brian he, it appears that Soldier Boy probably can take Captain America Ooh. but probably not Peacemaker Ooh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Could we
2: all be on that podcast?
0: <laughs> you want to talk for for that particular episode? Can you make that happen? Oh, I <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe they want to talk about scams and malware. In which case, you know, I'm I'm probably a good a good candidate to talk about you know talk about that crap. That's nerdy.
2: Well, there's at least two of us who can talk
0: about animals. Well, there you go. All right, and of course, Ian has has a, has a romance novel. What a, what a novel idea.
4: So, yeah, um, The Courtship of George Armand, it's still available, but now you can um, find it in audio as well.
0: Oh, really? Okay. So, yeah, nah, man. So, right. and that,
4: that, that, well, that was one of the quickest ones to do because all it was, all, already, it was already audio for the novel, The Day at George Armand's Play. So, you just take out those tracks, put them back in, do new credits, and you have it. Oh. Okay. So, uh, okay.
3: Guaranteed to have uh, 500% more uh, Raging Manhoods.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: no. And nope. flowing hair, you need that. Flowing Still not hair. there.
4: <laughs> we'll see if I get around I'll to doing get. a more risque Jojo <laughs> romance, <laughs> baby.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, very good. Can he go there, or can he not? It, you know, it doesn't have to. It, to be a romance novel, it doesn't have to be full of sex. It just, it just has to have a ro- have a romantic theme to it. It should have yeah. some sex, right? We we're not, oh, no. we don't want a Christian romance novel.
4: Yeah, no, it's so, definitely not Christian. Uh, Although I think the so so far the only rating I've gotten, no, no reviews yet, but just one rating of three stars. And my guess is they were hoping for a little bit more action. sex and stuff. Yeah,
0: then maybe. Like, you, you, you know,
3: I, I, Ian, I, I You don't have to. You don't even have to do full on sex in order to mention a raging manhood here and there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think Christian romance novels
0: are generally threesomes, are they not?
4: Well, yeah, because yeah. Christ has to be there.
0: That's right. Yep. What a godsend. The man, the woman, and Jesus. <laughs> a godsend. <laughs> Alright, what time is it?
2: Oh, yes, yes, yes. We all know what time it is, because it is Ian and Dumbass's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire.
3: The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. Dumbass Media Empire, bringing you content that
0: touches people while they touch themselves. I'm sorry, I lost my. <laughs> no, you, you stumbled right through it. It worked out great. <laughs> so, what do we got hey, here? You, oh, we have an update cat, to Poundland? Mad Cat, you yeah. earned your pay for the podcast. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah, Enal Double. Oh, so, yeah. A, a few episodes ago, uh, we were talking about. Um, the fact that uh um shoppers had spotted a um a, a very cheap uh butt plug at uh, the this um this discount uh, store uh in uh the UK called Poundland at the time uh, the article was about shoppers being concerned after uh, seeing these butt plugs i guess these, this was um, uh, they they launched these out first but they, after seeing these butt plugs on the shelves that, because, that they're so cheap that the materials might not be the best and we went into to discuss now. There's uh, not even uh, any regulations uh, on that to um, regulate to exactly what they can uh, put into these things and what kind of safety features. So it's kind of a mess, but...
0: It, and we did not deter them um, from yeah, moving forward, did out. we? Um
3: No. <laughs> <laughs> nope. No, neither. Neither did those uh, articles uh, and the people uh, uh, biting their nails uh, over all this. Because Poundland has released even more sex toys. They now have a sex toy collection. It's called the the Nookie collection. That's the the brand name is Nookie. So, some uh, rather impressive stuff that you can get for real cheap. And uh, uh, now the articles are raving about it. It seems like the British public have said, "Yeah, okay, you know, like the safety safety issues, some safety issues." Well, uh,
0: it's there's hard times and we're fucking horny. So qualify what you mean by um, amazing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> right.
0: So, okay, so let, me, let me read you. Bring <laughs> it home with Poundland.
3: Of, uh, it's, it's quite an extensive list of sex toys that you can buy at Poundland. Now you can buy the nookie finger vibrator. Nice. Uh, the nookie butt plug, the original butt plug, uh, which we've already spoken of. The Nookie two-in-one rabbit ring, and now I've looked these things up, and uh, from the image that I found, what I believe this is, is a ring that you put around your penis, and it has a little extension that uh, works over that looks like rabbit ears that I believe are meant to stroke uh, the woman's clitoris while you are... <laughs> yeah. Well, sorry. Titulate? Yeah, yeah, Titulate? I suppose that's a good word, yeah. Yeah, while, while you are uh, in inserting yourself into her. Right. Um... There is the Nookie vibrating love egg, the Nookie seven inch dildo.
0: Yeah, for eight pounds. The Nookie
3: G spot vibrator. Wow. <laughs> yep, eight pounds for the seven inch dildo, and mm-hmm. Nookie G uh, and the Nookie G spot vibrator. Um, yes, and uh, the Nookie body suit in white and black. I'm assuming this is some sort of. Latex, suit? I don't know how. I, them I'm them not. No, up, but, it probably know, isn't latex. It's, it's probably lace. Up, it's probably worth the money.
0: It's probably lace of some sort, right? It's, it's probably, probably a nylon. N- probably a nylon lace so? cat-like bodysuit of some sort. I bet it. I, it's not. It's not going to be latex. That I mean. I mean, maybe it could be, but this is something like very skimpy, you know, see-through or something, right? It's got to be.
3: Could be. Could uh, be. Yeah. Uh, they've got a uh, two-pack of Nookie boxers for five pounds. I guess those are just like, they, they either have naughty sayings or naughty uh, images on them or something. Uh, you've got the, the look, Nookie Love Beads, um, and finally the Nookie clip Coral Vibrator.
2: So you're going to have to bring it home from Pound good,
3: Yeah, Yeah, that, that is a very fairly extensive uh, list of sex toys that you can get for this cheap.
1: Yeah, it is. So, uh, Dumbass, I guess the question here... Is I, what the passport status?
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, well, you, you do know targets here in the United States are exactly. selling sex now, right? Yeah, but are they selling for this cheap? My, my issue is that the, the, the oh, quality what... of the products. I mean, think, think about. I mean, a seven-inch dildo or right, something you're going to insert needs to be a, a certain level of quality, right? Of of latex or 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 not latex, but um, but um. I think probably silicone, using. right? I mean, you, you. Latex is
1: pretty dicey these days. Yeah, it's probably a lot silicone. Of people have the latex allergy. Yeah. But there's also people who
2: have a silicone la- allergy these days, too. Are there?
1: Yeah. Uh, hey, mm-hmm. You might as well just make the fucker out of peanut.
2: <laughs> a cadaver? Buy a cadaver <laughs> for eight bucks. <laughs> well, I like the reference fucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bring it home from Poundland. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Pound land, pound land, happy boy and, boy and girl land.
2: I can see someone dancing to that, with <laughs> you know, doing the arm piston thing.
0: <laughs>
2: okay, that did fit, too.
0: All right. Well, I don't know. I'm. I. The,
3: the, the... So, so next week we're going to be getting a bunch of these uh, Nookie uh, products in the mail, aren't we? Right, exactly. Somebody
0: will send them to us. <laughs> Somebody's asked for, for our address so they can send really? us a sample. No, I don't know. Probably not. Yeah. Someone's actually
2: going to send us something?
0: I, I know, prob- probably, <laughs> not. but
2: they can. We'll, no, we'll no, make it happen. No, no. <laughs> oh, we do oh, have God. a PO box, don't we? <laughs> I don't
3: think
0: so. <laughs> we can give a oh, max but, PO? Oh box. no, you know,
3: no, we never give out any address <laughs> for, for anybody to send us anything. So there's right. no way. That... PO box? Is, is
4: anyone actually against the, um promoting? If people, if some company wants to send us free samples, we'll gladly talk about it on the air. I don't think any of us are against that.
0: Nope, but you get what you nope. get, right? Because we don't pull yep. punches.
4: <laughs> no,
2: we don't pull punches. Oh, <laughs> that was wet.
0: <laughs> oh, 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 boy! All right, moving right along. Kindergartner set home with masturbation assignment. Okay, I'm so sure that went over lines... very well with the teachers.
4: Well, so I don't Apparently. know how, if you guys are familiar with libs of TikTok. It is a very brainwashing conservative group that basically goes and finds stuff on TikTok and other places and wants to try and mock it. Okay. And they they will do – kindergarten sent home with masturbation assignment tells you nothing, actually. Absolutely, positively nothing. But the wording, of course, is going to get everyone upset. Right. What you get is a bunch of conservatives who are all upset about it and all pissed off. All they read was the headline and maybe a few lines, but they definitely, and that's one thing I, I loved, um, if you look at the comments, they did not read anything else, because they know nothing about Okay, so first off, this was an assignment sent home. The, the the kids were in a, I forget what it's called, apparently, it's like an early kindergarten thing. They knew, junior kindergarten. So Preschool it's a or? The parents all knew. All knew, this was not something that was thrown on them by surprise, that they were doing, what was it? Well, the the guy who's complaining calls it just good touch, bad touch program. So that's apparently what they were called. At least that's what this guy was calling it. But basically, the the parents all knew the kids were doing age-appropriate sex education. And apparently in their minds, all that is, is don't touch other people and that's it. Uh, Which says they don't know enough about age-appropriate sex education.
0: They're always bitching about about these things, but they never actually so, well, address the actual curriculum that, that is the problem. They, they, they're just yeah. talking out of their ass.
4: Well, that's what the true but problem where,
0: where, is. But where in this uh, assignment did it actually mention masturbation, though?
4: It does, right? Uh, well, it doesn't use the word masturbation. So if you look at the worksheet and read what the worksheet says, it says – and this was sent home. This was not done in class with the teachers, which one thing I had to explain to many people. It's like at no point is the teacher – Asking this, it's a uh, uh, kindergarten. It's not a big deal to take the homework back home, back to school. The idea is you send it home. And this to me is the perfect thing to get the proper conversation started between kids and their parents, which very much is what it felt like. So, okay. What the, what the actual worksheet says, some children like to touch their private body parts. And ch- some children don't. What places in your home are private? Draw a picture of the private places where well, you can touch your penis or vulva if you want to. Then, then, at the bottom, this is a key thing that I had to point out. So many, per- all families have different rules about masturbation, touching your own private parts. Talk to your trusted grown-ups about your family rules. Everything about that is have a conversation with your parents and understand what private places are.
0: Well, and if, and if you have rules about masturbating, you know, like yeah. you're Catholic. And
4: apparently that well, is well, grooming. That, that is exactly oh, how the teachers are grooming the kids.
1: Like, hold on a second, though, Ian. Um, I, as I understand conservatism, they're very strongly against speaking to their children.
4: Yeah, <laughs> that's what it felt like. I mean, seriously, if you look at, at the exchanges I had. OK, first off, masturbation is not healthy. No one's ever said that. Four-year-olds don't touch themselves like that at all, ever. Um, that's not true I, um, ask, ask it, Jen horrible, about that but it's horrible that the teachers are bringing this stuff up to the kids because the teachers are just groomers and are ho- so horrible it's like they do not read anything and then it even goes <laughs> on so so that worksheet is from a actual book that exists that you can buy on eBay um body smart right from the start which is advised for three to seven year olds and if you read all the stuff that they show about it a book for kids about body safety, um, body smart reference story, blah. The book provides activities and discussions that parents can use with their children to begin conversations about how to keep safe from sexual abuse. It covers a wide range of topics, including boundaries, body, public, private, touch, secrets, perseverance, trusted adults, body signals, and more. Was like, that sounds like the perfect thing to work with for a kid that age.
2: Uh, people don't want to even talk to their
4: kids yes. about anything until they're. I know that's the problem. If you listen to all these people, this is grooming. They're ignoring so, all the facts. Actually, if a kid learns yeah. this stuff, they are less likely to be um, a victim of sexual abuse. But we Extremely see this. We,
3: we see and this they, argument. they have worded the headline uh, specifically to give people the idea that uh, they're they're being like, "Hey, kid, just try it out. Try touching it. Try try touching it, touching your penis and vagina." Uh, Just uh, see see how it feels. Make it feel good. You know, go ahead, do that. There
4: There were people, one of the dumbest arguments I saw. With someone that clearly didn't read this at all saying, "Oh, they're trying to get the kids to draw pictures of them masturbating."
0: No, that's not That's at all. not yeah. the assignment. <laughs> so, but no, we've that seen wasn't
4: even part of the assignment. We've seen this argument say, well, before.
0: We, we've seen this argument before, where yeah. where we where we see you know people saying, "Oh, well, I don't want my kid to see that because then I'll have to talk to him about it." It's like, Great. are you kidding? That's all the more reason that, that it, you know for you to see it. like people like even with atheist signs said, "Oh, I don't want my kid to see that because then I'm gonna have to talk to him about atheism." Yeah. Right. It's well, I, the same I mean, argument saying, over and over again, whether it be about sexual content or anything that they don't want to talk to their kids about Let's Well, let's just hide it from let's hide it from them. And so that they'll never see it in public.
4: And all this is saying is think about if you want to do this action, think about the proper places to do it in that are private and safe. I mean, How it, is that it a bad doesn't thing? even have
3: to be anything uh, se- sexual either. Yeah. We, we talk yeah. about the, this masturbation. Uh, as if, uh, as, 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 I mean, uh, sometimes I guess kids can get off that way, but you know, like, uh, kids also just, uh, touch there and, uh, just idly, you know, uh, without, yeah. uh, uh, things. And, and like, uh, if you're going to do that, there are certain places where you can.
4: Yeah. Oh yeah. So stuff like, okay, no, do not change your strip completely naked in the middle of family dinner. <laughs> Go to right. your room and do that. <laughs> Right. And at four, they should have enough sense to do that. You should be able to teach kids: no, family dinner is not where you strip naked. Family dinner is where we sit and eat. If you want to strip naked, go to your room and do it. Nice private place, you know. And some families are a bit more lenient with that than others. I you know. I, I've seen it at at four; they still have no problem with their kid running around naked. Um, but you know, but still, it, the idea of private safe place is something a kid should learn early on. It's like if you want to do something, you know. I, 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 the arguments were so weird because they go into weird directions it's like, did you read the worksheet at all? Did you listen to the fact that this was sent home? And the worksheet itself specifically says, talk to the parents about it.
1: Hi, uh, Ian. I, I, uh, my understanding of modern conservatism
0: is they're not really into reading things. <laughs> that, I, yeah,
4: i definitely got that impression.
0: Okay, so your next article, what happens when children don't take sex ed? And I'm going to right. point out that you had to go all the way to Canada to find somebody who really wanted to talk about this.
4: I could have found others with this. Oh, sure you could podcast.
0: have. You could have found a site in the U.S. that, that – that, that no, I doubt it. You had to go to Canada. <laughs> They're
4: all over the place, just a Canadian one. We <laughs> like so, them Canadian who people. Who did you talk? Them Canadian people are all right, you know, Brian. Okay, all right. We <laughs> <They> are. Okay. <laughs> nice to <know. laughs>
0: Who did you talk to about this? <laughs> who did I? it this yeah. is this is global news canada okay yeah.
4: well
0: you said and, yeah. and,
4: and if you look at the other one the sent home mm-hmm. thing that's also um canada was it that, canada well,
0: yeah um oh so you found the problem and the solution in canada looks like it <laughs> wow go canada oh but, canada but
4: so the yeah know. face wears backwards bound <laughs> so so the one talking about the risk and okay for, for some background for people, I know how weird it is to deal with adults who do not take proper sex education. My ex-wife, when we started dating, we were both 21. She did not know fourth grade basic sex education. She didn't no, She knew nothing about her body. I had to explain to her how her periods worked and what was actually going on during her periods. And she was 21.
0: Did you do that after you got her knocked up?
3: Uh, no, but... <laughs>
1: I mean grooming not figured
3: out what's natural for her by that point. <laughs> I'm hearing grooming, man. Yeah, exactly. He
0: groomed and his wife. You he he just said it he just and said it out loud.
4: You when you first her? Yeah, I didn't knock her up till we um she was what, four years later? So you know. <laughs> and she had been more sexually active than me beforehand and much more careless. But it was all she was never her uh, parents actually, she'd
2: be careless because she didn't know any better.
4: Yes, that's the thing. Her parents kept her out of sex education. Okay. She so had to do other stuff, always, every time it was offered.
0: So what and are so the dangers 21- if, if if my kid doesn't have sex ed? What's going to happen to them?
4: Yeah. So, and this is stuff we've emphasized before here. We've talked about it. Um, despite the idea that abstinence only will keep them from having sex, it doesn't. They ha- are, are more likely to have sex. They're more likely to have sex without um, protection. They're more likely to get knocked up. Um, and it, it even goes into the... Um, you know, under five, they're more like if, if they are not given even the basic stuff about ad- properly identifying their body parts, you know, penis and vulva, stuff like that, if they, if they don't understand that, they are less likely to be able to, one, communicate with adults, and less likely to communicate in general, because if they're taught that you don't talk about sex, they're not going to talk about sex. Even when they get abused, they will be less likely to actually go to their trusted adults and talk about sex because they've gotten in their head. You don't talk about sex, uh,
3: but the thing it. is, Ian, you know, um, they're they're uh, 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 just as likely to sin as their their more um, non uh, re- conservative Christian counterparts. But but the but uh, their their non conservative Christian counterparts are less likely to suffer for their sins. Therefore, this is a good thing. <laughs> oh, people need to suffer for their sins, don't you know?
4: some weird places without yeah, Don't yeah. wow. <laughs>
3: any
0: better. So, so, so I mean, so we about... we we see the, the, the we see with bad ed sex education here in the states all the time that that, yeah. that the rate of sex uh, of teen pregnancies and and here's the thing is so that you can you can do it by by looking at how, the more conservative a state the state the higher the the teen pregnancy rate is going to be. I mean, Texas is is almost is is towards the top of that list as far as the amount of teen pregnancies. And you look at places like California that, are, that, are, that have much, much fewer ones that, that have a, um, a more comprehensive sex ed. So it's not just teaching them sex ed. It's teaching them good, comprehensive sex ed that makes yeah. a difference.
4: Oh, yeah. And that's, well, in this article itself, it talks about a study around the world. Various countries have found the exact same thing. This isn't just a unique thing to America or Canada. This is all over the world. When you teach kids the facts, you get them to think about it. You teach them the stuff as early as possible. You know, age-appropriate sex education is so important. And you know, it, it talks about it del- delays the initial sex intercourse. It decreases the frequency, decreases the number of sexual partners, reduced risk-taking, increased use of condom, and increased use of other contraception. You teach them all this stuff. They start thinking more for themselves. They understand the bigger issues, and they make informed. Rational judgments.
0: And, Big surprise. And oftentimes, I, I don't know if they get it here either. But I think that the more confer- comprehensive the sex education, the later that that kids are choosing to have sex too.
3: Yeah.
4: Hey, dumbass. No,
2: no, what did they do for your sex education?
3: Uh, well, it, it was exactly like uh, that John Cleese routine in uh, the Meaning of Life. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, give think- her a kiss, boy. Don't go, stampeding
1: <laughs> right toward the clitoris. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with the kiss, boy?
4: <laughs> I yeah, and, and there's, a, there's a whole nother one I had a, a change with, which could go in here as well, where um, there was a sexy sex ed program offered to 16 and above. It was all virtual. So there's no on you know, in-person classes, despite what everyone wanted to somehow believe. In the video, the woman doing the video talks about masturbation. And she says, you know, masturbation is a healthy, natural thing. Everyone um, should feel comfortable doing it no matter the age, no matter how old you are, or even like my nephews who um, have been touching themselves in that manner since they could talk. That's what she said. So the conservatives all went off on, oh, my God, she's saying you need to teach them.
3: And uh, and put it in the album as baby first masturbation.
4: (laughs) She's trying to offer classes on how to teach toddlers how to masturbate. No, <laughs> Ian, she um, never said that. They were never there.
1: And from yes. what I understand about uh, modern conservatism, they're pretty much looking for a reason to lose their shit at all times. Yeah, yes. that, yeah. That,
4: that, that's very much what kept yeah. Look at the video. She's not saying to teach them to masturbate. She's saying they do and that it's a healthy, natural thing that you should not attack them for. it. That's all she said. She's not offering classes to them. The classes were 16 and above. And yes, some of the classes were a bit risque, but once more, they were all online. It's not like they got together. I mean, one of them was, yes, alcohol and sex, you know, but it if you look at it's a discussion about um, having alcohol, having sex while drunk and, you know, what that can do to you physically and the moral stuff of it. You know, I was saying, let's have a discussion about it. not that we're going to say it's a great thing, go and do it and teach you how. No. But no one read any of that. They were looking for anything they could to be pissed off. And the moment you say, no, look at what is being said. Look at the actual facts. Oh, you're just trying to be a groomer. You're a groomer. Okay, groomer. <laughs> ah.
1: <laughs> I think, I think know, the, the, the art usually use is pedophile. The important lessons are always learned by, you know, by example and the person doing it and making a mistake rather than being told not to make a mistake. So, you know... Really, what should happen to properly educate the child is that they should get drunk, have sex, huh. and then be uh forced to drink copious amounts of alcohol by their parent to prove to them that they don't like it
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's weird if they call people groomers on this uh on this thing uh, unless uh you know because like groomers it, uh, is usually somebody who has uh, a lot of alone time. With the child, I uh, suppose that that's like what you think of, like they're they're like trying to get them used to like right. uh, closer and closer contact or whatever. But it, well, it like been, it, it doesn't really apply to a teacher, I'd imagine for the most part. Well, yeah, I've
1: and been I'm taking t- I've been taking George to a groomer. <laughs> I'm getting concerned.
3: <laughs> no, ass, I thought ass. she
1: just messed with his beak.
0: Oh, a boy.
4: big part of grooming is to get them to not talk to their parents about sex. Yeah, yeah, because you about the actual pedophile does not want the child to feel comfortable talking to the parents or anyone in power because that's when the um, pedophile will get in trouble. If the, uh. if, if the child is communicating to others what is happening, feels comfortable you know, uncle, creepy uncle guy got me alone and was kind of touching me and my um, you know, he was following my penis a bit. Okay, the parents are going to think. They're going to like, wait a minute, what? But if creepy uncle can get kid not to Go and tell the parents that's happening. They have power. So the idea that a groomer is going to promote the idea of parents talking to the kids about these um, things is completely reversed. A groomer does not want wow. kids comfortable talking to their um, um, parents about sex.
3: Here, but here's
0: the problem: is there it, is it, a
3: surprising it, amount of strategy to pedophilia?
0: Yeah, but here, here's the here's the problem that you 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 are addressing this. In, in, an, in an honest manner, but these people that are making these arguments are, 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 are dishonest interlocutors. They're not—they're—they're—they're they're, they're, they're not really trying to have a conversation. They're no. trying to, to, to stoke controversy, and that's right, all right. they want to do. And, it, and it's manufactured. It doesn't have to be real because here you are talking about it, mm. right?
2: But they're afraid of—if ha-
0: of you talk about it, they're going to do it. Well, but but a lot. Yeah, they were, but they, 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 if they were if they were being honest, they would look at the curriculum and, and point out the flaws in the curriculum. But instead, they 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 are just looking at a piece of it and 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 um, and then they're making up the content.
2: Yeah, there is a flaw in your concept here, which is honest. I called them dishonest interlocutors. They're
0: not being honest.
2: No, no, no. no. The factor is is that you said if they are being
0: honest. Which they're not. They're dishonest oh, right. and they're locked they're
4: Right, the, right. The, the, they're the headline itself is very manufactured yeah. to upset people. And the people aren't like that. If you read everything there, it's like this isn't what they're
3: saying. It doesn't even... Nope. The, you know, read I've it. There's been a few times uh, in the past where like uh, any kind of mention of uh, uh, masturbation in sex education is, is uh, headlined as though the person were uh, recommending the you know uh, a masturbation a, a teacher led masturbation session or something. Yeah,
4: well, no, that's what I the, believe
3: they, the uh, <laughs> I believe the surgeon
1: general you're looking for is Jocelyn Elders. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let's. Uh, that, that's yeah. a regular claim
4: that <laughs> I by think bringing it up. Happened
3: another time too, uh, at least. But
4: by bringing it up, you're teaching the child to okay, masturbate. It's like they They're don't need to do be that. taught. No child needs to be taught. They will figure it out on their own.
0: Yeah. No, that's true, but but he, re- realistically, that they masturbation for a lot of these conservatives is, is ties back to religion, and and they want to introduce shame into the act, and by introducing shame into the act, it allows them to you know to they use it as a form of control, right? Religion uses the, the, the sexual shame as a form of control. So it's it, so once again, we can take this all the way back to religion and, and the Catholics who say you know who say you shouldn't be masturbating. And,
4: and, which and, is not in the Bible.
0: Which is nowhere not, in the Bible. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, that, that's fine. But but that is that is what they're telling kids is that, that that they shouldn't be touching themselves because that's how they let the demons in.
4: And actually, by telling them not to touch themselves, is how you let the demons in. Well,
0: uh, true, right? That's how you're creating a predator, right? But yeah. I, maybe that's maybe that's in a stretch. But I, I but I think that you know you're certainly creating a problem.
2: Yeah. All the way around, it's very difficult to try to. Make sure that there's not going to be a problem because any way you word it, it's going to incite someone. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now, I want to move well, the conversation. I'm ser- I certainly don't want to change it. So if you've got a last word, go ahead.
4: Just last We're board. talking about um, just wording it. But right now, just the term age-appropriate sex education is often enough to set them off. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So um, I, I read – an I, the first article that I put in here is the one that I want to start addressing. Because it, I, and I forget exactly where I found it, uh, where where uh, where I got it. Howard sent it. Howard didn't sent me? this. Okay, yeah, maybe you're, maybe that's right. Maybe that's where I got it. It's from Howard. So it says watching pornography rewires the brain to a juvenile state. And here is the thing that the first <laughs> thing, what? Boobies movies <laughs> movies okay. so but here's here's the thing is that no, this, this article that and i found other stuff like this at the conversation like that like and i don't know what where what the slant of this thing is but it's but but all of these are these like dishonest um, you know, a, a skewed look of things. Like it, it and and that's what's happening with this article as well. So it so it makes a um you know it and here's the thing is that by the end of it, it they never really talk about how it about how it changes your brain to be more juvenile. Right? That's just the clickbait um title. That's it. I, I, they, I don't. As far as I remember, I don't remember them ever actually addressing what they think it's doing to the brain, or in, or in 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 that is rewiring it to be more juvenile. They do talk about, you know, what the, what their claims of the effects of it are. Um, but here's the thing: right, is that, but
3: no, no research linked no, to this, their God, opinions. No. Of what Listen, they're
0: there there is no research in in this thing. There, there's nothing scientifically valid to any of the statements that they are making. Um, and so, I, I no. and I'm not going. to
4: – Counter to that, I will, boobs do quite often turn men and women into kind of blithering idiots.
0: Yeah, but it's not rewriting the wiring of yeah. your brain. True. <laughs> no. I mean, I'm immune to that effect, but only because I'm already a blithering idiot. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: so here's sure the,
2: th- and your parents also taught you young. So they, they, <laughs> that's so. Right.
0: Here's the thing: is that right from this <laughs> impact of porn statement, right from the top there, is that they the long term in the long term, pornography seems to create sexual dysfunction. So there, there's a the claim, um, especially the inability to achieve erectile uh, erection and orgasm with a real-life partner. Marital quality, um, they're saying marital quality is affected. And then they, they make another one down here that I also chose to address. I, I can't address everything in this article um, because here's the thing is that when, when I finally got to some stuff that was valid, that is actually looking at research and actually talking about the state of the research – um it, it, it it's amazing what, what's going on with these articles and so what what i think is really happening here is this this is this is the the people writing these articles are are um are probably making money off of the the uh, um the per, porn addiction like um um recovery sites it? no it's it's the recovery stuff right so here's oh. so <clears throat> when you start looking at the amount of money that like when you, when you look at what the cost of, of drug addiction and and what and, and the recoveries for that and and, 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 the, and that really is an actual addiction right it you know it can cost you know eight hundred dollars a day for people to be in these facilities or more and it can cost 20 30 sixty thousand or more dollars to, to, to for these recovery programs and and they're doing and they're trying to sell similar types of programs for for pornography uh um, addiction and these things, and so some of these programs are extremely expensive. And so there, there's two, there, there's two ways to make money um, with pornography. It's, it's, it's selling, um, you know, the anti pornography, you know, uh, uh, it's basically trying to convince you that you have an addiction and selling you a program, or it's, or selling the pornography, right? And so, so and, uh,
1: Brian, from what I understand about modern conservatism,
0: <laughs> they like to be on both sides of the money making. <laughs> they probably that's probably true, right? They yeah, so. Um, and so I, I, and so I don't know for sure, but I, I think that some of this research is coming out of these programs, right, to, to try and facilitate the, the selling their their products. I couldn't make that correlation right right at the moment, but it, it, you know the, the, the claims being that are being made on the anti-porn sites and the in the you know in the recovery sites are, are these types of claims that it, that it causes erectile dysfunction. And, uh, and and some of that. Erosion
2: so, of the prefrontal cortex.
0: Stub garbage like that, yeah. So yeah. so here's the thing. So um and, and I'm primarily looking at um the where the article that I that I'm using for my primary source to rebut this is is it in here? So and I, I have the PDF. I managed to find the, the PDF for this, but I'm gonna stick this in here. Um I'm gonna so it's so it's called the uh, the emperor has uh, no clothes, and and the link that I'm putting in here actually doesn't have the, the PDF. I managed to find the PDF somewhere where I didn't have to pay for it because they want forty bucks for it. And to be fair, it's probably worth their forty bucks. Um, but so that that this is pri- This is the primary piece that we piece. can't
2: ask our, whoever watches uh, or listens to us.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I found spouse. it. I found it um, on Psychology Today. Is where I yeah. found it.
2: No, I'm. I'm just saying that we don't want to um, have uh, say go pay forty bucks for this, even if it is worth
0: it. I, I I don't know somebody 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 that somebody might find might find value in that.
2: Well, um, true. Oh, never mind.
0: <laughs> yeah, but no, but I mean, it's worth the forty bucks. Okay. Let's see. Let's see if this is. Oh, here's the one. This is the link to the PDF. Let me put this in here as well. So, in case you guys want to follow along with my rambling, okay. So there, so so there it is. So it's the Psychology Today, in um, uh, so it, it it's uh, it's there, um, and so I've taken some excerpts from it that I that I want to go through. And so the first thing that that it says this is the the um, the theory and research behind pornography addiction is hindered by poor experimental design, limited method method method. method methodological research rigor and lack of specific models so they're doing poor they're doing poor research and one of the main things that that that's happening here is that they're they're not they're not looking at longitudinal studies they're looking at um they, they you know at, at studies where they just give you a survey and and i've complained about survey ones all the time whenever whenever we're looking at research and it's like and and they just sent out a survey to somebody it doesn't tell you anything when you get this information back right because it because these people will tell you the state of what of what's going on right at the moment what you need is a longitudinal study over several years that will actually t- take a take a methodological look at at you know and and be more rigorous about the questions that they're asking and 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 really take a look at, at people's habits and what they do on you know daily weekly basis right over yeah, a period I, of time.
3: And I think it's not the case that uh, these kinds of surveys can't give you useful data. It's just that uh, you got to take them with a big heaping of salt because a lot of things uh, can affect them, and there are a lot of ways uh, for them to do to to go wrong basically. And uh, they can't give you as uh, uh, uh find detailed and allow an analysis as a as a really good detailed study can.
0: I also think that the that the questions are not being vetted very well. Right? That 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 they're ambiguous and lead you in a certain direction, and that's a huge problem with 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 survey studies. Can one be done well? Yes, I agree with you, dumbass. One could be done well, but I think most of the time it's not because I think that it's agenda driven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then the media, it, the media is using this, they, and that's also the the problem with uh, uh meta
3: studies as well that it yeah. uh, can be done well and uh, are very important in delivering you in finding like a, a a trend in all the data but they can also just be uh, uh if, if they're not done with the utmost rigor they can be ju- just
0: trash yep uh, i think also that media uses the biased term pornography um and the, and i think yeah. that this negative that, that it has uh that the that pornography has negative connotations, and I think that they, and that is used on purpose to, you know, particularly to sell headlines. Um, the The empirical, accurate term that that should be used in this research is VSS, and that's visual sexual stimuli. So, uh, so a good piece of research is going to is not going to be saying pornography. They're going to be using, you know, they're going to be using a clinical term as well. So I think that's one of the things that you can look at immediately uh, if, if somebody's looking at research or talking about research is what are the terms that they're using? I think that those are that those are extremely important. Um the other thing is that, you know, I mean so when we're we're looking at pornography and it you know, we're we're looking at something that you that that is it, it, the brain does react to it because it because visual stimuli that you you know it, it it is definitely working on the brain but the thing to remember is that that um, you know the in we, we do become more um, uh, we get used to positive stimuli quicker than we get used to negative stimuli right right and, and so and so and so pornography companies know this and so and so the, you know they are tuning the algorithms you know to, to, to try and keep you engaged not that but 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 they're gonna make the claim that this list leads to a problem and and I think in, in, it really doesn't in in you know in the good research that I you know as, as yeah, well, I was going through this. This sounds like a basic advertising promoting a product. Right, exactly right. Exactly, and so the people tell, selling you telling you that you have a porn addiction are selling a product that they want you to buy, and the people selling pornography are selling a product that they want you to buy. Yeah. Right?
3: But am I surprised that uh, that uh, the with the the um, um, that there's they're not. Because like the the title of the thing um, was about uh, how um, how uh, porn addiction uh, makes the brain porn makes the brain more juvenile, and you and think like uh, the the claim because like what they often do is like cause a lot of uh, studies will show that oh uh, looking at porn will uh, activate the pleasure sensors of the brain, or same with other things, and then they relate that to drugs. Uh, right. They also stimulate the pleasure centers of the brain.
0: Exactly, and so there's a the big problem with with the word addiction as well. But before before I get there, let let, let me talk about it. so so in in these longitudinal studies, the the VSS viewing in the United States has remained fairly steady. So it has so it hasn't gone up based on on the internet um, since 1973. Uh, shows the shows the greatest. Um, change with the introduction of the vcr after a period of legal prohibition um let's see of of those over the age of 18 75 percent now have regular internet access and 60 percent report broadband 55 percent access the internet using it wirelessly in contrast to frequent claims to the, in the popular media about the epidemic of porn use, no change in, in the last uh, four decades has been noted in, a more, deep, in more detailed longitudinal study data since the internet uh, access increased. So the internet has not blown up people. I mean it, it's made, it made access to porn maybe easier, but it, but it hasn't actually increased the amount of viewing of porn. Which I found very interesting, and once again, these are they're they're looking at lo- they're looking at longitudinal studies over a period of time to um, to show that it says um, uh, clinical frequency sites up to six percent of the U.S. population is sexually addicted. Okay, so this is the claim that, that they're saying that uh, that up to six percent of the U.S. population is actually addicted uh, is sexually addicted. This estimate, Can you say six or 6 percent? Sorry, six <clears> percent. <throat> This estimate comes from clinical speculation in in popular books, in which the uh, the clinician slash author focuses their practice on these issues due to to not clearly define the boundaries of the of the diagnostic um, imperial evidence from national represented samples are are that 0.8 percent of men and 0.6 percent of women. Uh, report out of control sexual behaviors that interfere with their daily lives um see if one assumes that an individual might seek treatment eighty two percent of treatment seekers report problems with v s s so these are of the people report uh you know so that they're seeking uh, uh they're seeking treatment um the The clinicians agreed that that a that the clinicians found um found that 80, 80% of those cases uh, of those cases says thus the problem might affect 0.56% of men and 0.46% of women in the U.S. So it's, so it's like half a percent of our population might actually have an issue with pornography. And I'm not saying that you – I'm saying that there's no such thing as porn addiction, but I'm not saying that you can't that, – that there can't be a problem there, right, it, that, that, that this could be interfering with your daily life. Um, but it's not an addiction. The the problem with with the, with the term addiction, with the way that the media uses it, it, it has no clinical value. They're yeah. they're using the word addiction to mean it's something that anybody does frequently, right? So we podcast. If we, if you podcast it every day, you could have a podcast addiction based on the the popular narrative, right?
4: Yeah. Well, so, I mean, but that's, that's not a real thing. addiction. It's kind of like the pot is a gateway drug. Actually, anything is a gateway drug. If you allow yourself to get addicted to one thing. Yeah, you're probably more likely to I, – I think it's actually this been shown. You're more likely to have this addictive problem. You, know, you have alcohol.
3: And addiction is – go ahead.
4: But if, if you can get addicted to alcohol, you can also get addicted to gambling and other things. And so it, it's not that one thing leads to another. It's that like if you have – if you are prone to become addicted, you need to watch yourself with everything you do to the stuff that actually has more addiction, to, you know. We know that some drugs actually have a chemical addiction. That once you start, it will make you want more and, and have so, actual physical so
0: um, drug backfires. addiction. So okay, but here's the thing: is that the research? So um, in the DSM five, when they introduced the term addiction, that the way that the way that the term was put in here, and I think I have something in here directly directly referring to that. Um, it it uh, let's see. Um, but
4: addiction is is very much misused because yeah. I myself am addicted to air. I, I like having oxygen, right? But I like breathing. But uh, very no, much yeah.
0: here's the thing: that you're, you're I,
3: mean, I mean, like in, in terms of uh, psychological usage, though addiction, and I, and, I, and I think they're moving away from the term addiction, but addiction yep. itself it's something more than just having a, a frequent craving for something, right?
0: Exactly. And and, um, it's, and using the diagnostic utility of the DSM, it, they 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 would not. Call gambling an addiction, but you can get addicted too. No, you time. can't. I no, mean, you can't. can't. Here's, here's no, but that's the whole point. Is that here's the yeah. thing is that you when you we're talking about drugs and we're talking about one of the things that about addictions is that they can be genetically transferred and and so w- by looking just at the diagnostic manual, not using the word addiction colloquially, it's difficult using the DSM five to call something a gambling addiction. It's not to say that you can't have a problem, but but it, but it wouldn't be, it'd be difficult to use the word addiction attached to it. Okay. Right. So, so, yeah. so we're I mean, just talking I mean, about it, clinical it value. We
3: should, we should, uh, we should say, uh, that there's nobody who, like, um, if they say, uh, uh, go for, um, a week without reading porn are just like trembling and, uh, <laughs> right. uh,
0: uh having all these, uh, weird systems. It doesn't work that way.
4: Yeah, There's definitely no chemical addiction to porn. <laughs>
0: right so here i'm I'm looking for exactly what I'm trying to say um okay widely criticized uh, um widely criticized critiques of the addiction model have been leveraged against other behaviors as well, including food internet, and gambling um, the preservation of the term in the popular presence. In popular press and by treatment providers is puzzling. The oh, this is this is a different piece because this is getting into the pseudoscience of, of what these people are trying to peddle. Um, I'm, uh, let me see. Let me look for the DSM thing. The this I, I found this whole thing fascinating. So the DSM five introduced the term addiction within the broad category substance related to addiction disorders. Overall, the uh, see the objections of the working group uh, of the working group however the term addiction was specifically rejected uh, to describe a gambling or substance uh, or substance or substance use despite the uh, selection title suggesting that the term over the utility of addiction framework yeah, see, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm off the rails here. But basically what, what, what they're getting at is that it, they, it was hard, you know, using the term gambling in, in relation to the DSM um, and, and what it's saying it is, what is, is widely criticized. So, so there's ambiguity there, right? So I shouldn't say that you can't do that, but I'm saying that, that there are critics of, of the way that the addiction model works and whether gambling fits into it. Does that make sense where, where, where I'm it going has. with that? It's complicated,
1: <laughs>, it's a right? Work. I mean we, we – we,
0: even in, on this podcast, we have a tendency to, you know, to, to, um, to gloss over things and, and stuff like that, and I was trying to be more specific with, with this because I, I just wanted to dig into it a little bit more because we talk about it a lot. Um, so, yeah, so I, so I think that using, using the, the addiction framework to, to describe gambling, what they're saying, it doesn't, doesn't necessarily work. And it wouldn't work for pornography either. And once again, I don't, I don't want to say that people can't have an issue with, with watching these kinds of stimuli that causes, them a, that, that causes them a problem. But I just think it's, it's infrequent.
4: Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Um, you know, because we've talked about in the past. The idea of oh well th- this is proven me addicted because it um, stimulates whatever bullshit and I'm like well yeah you mean like how smoked salmon stimulates the exact same thing how any kind of pleasure stimulates right, that as exactly, well yeah
0: exactly so when you start there to use some- something so colloquially and broad it has n- it has no relevance whatsoever at some point and it has no clinical relevance yeah
3: yeah and it's exactly <laughs> the same way like they, they put put those brain scans out to prove that uh, uh, food has the same effect on the brain as drugs. Yep.
0: Right, which is uh, dumb.
1: I would like to throw out there that a uh,
3: a decent porn
1: addiction is probably a little cheaper than a smoked salmon addiction. <laughs>
0: yeah. 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 <laughs> it could be. Depends. You gotta you gotta you gotta roll and smoke your own. Mm-hmm. So researchers re, uh concerning VSS using problems is following uh is, let's see. Concerning VSS using problems is also, unusually weak, making any support for an addiction model necessarily weak. For example, studies usually fail to define the term pornography, either for um, participants or operation, operationalized in, in the manuscript. And do not use psychometrical tested queries uh, to, to assume types of ESS consultants. Okay, so anyway, so what that means to me, and since I jumbled through it, is, that, is that, they, they, that they're failing to actually say what they think pornography is in any meaningful way, right? So they're using it once again very colloquially and then and, 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 and pinholing everything into it. So, so what, what, what might be a problematic pornography versus something that's not, they don't make a distinction. So they aren't making a distinction between violent porn versus nonviolent porn maybe right so so they so they're not defending the terms well, and so by the end of it, you don't actually know what they're referring to as being a problem
2: that is very um yeah, that is a very difficult situation because a lot of things people do not know uh what exactly is being talked about, so they assume it is a specific type or a more violent or aggressive situation in which they do not believe
3: in right. Well, you know, it's it's all about uh, their mindset of the slippery slope, right? Because like uh they figure mm-hmm. like uh uh all sexuality is wrong and just a little bit of that wrong leads to more of that wrong. And so like even mm-hmm. even if uh like just like uh, even uh, pornography with uh, uh without any of these problematic uh elements is still evil because of uh uh way to uh i guess because women just shouldn't be doing that or whatever (laughs) well okay Uh, and that's a different subject
0: entirely in a lot of ways right whether i mean because these people that are that they just think it shouldn't exist right versus um what type of you know there's different types of porn which ones are problematic all of them or not yeah 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 Yeah,
3: yeah. i mean like well that that's what the the argument is that it's all problematic like even if even if they don't have any say uh uh, rape scenes uh, in, in the porn that uh, uh, it's adjacent enough to them that the, the people are because uh, and, and if you if you go into porn it it's such a strong motivating factor don't you know that uh, if you if you indulge it a little bit it'll do it, want to indulge it more and more and that's uh, uh, that's where the addiction comes in because uh, soon the regular that was doing it for for you before won't do it for you anymore and you'll have to go to more and more extreme pornography
0: yeah so and so actually so i have a, i i've rebuttaled that here down here as well but here's the thing <laughs> is that there, there, i i looked at that one as well because that was another one i was like are you sure um so here's the thing is that there there are actual things that people say that 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 porn has been good for so so the other one is that it 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 does it because it normalizes certain things um, like anal sex and and oral sex, that that more people might be doing those things, and this and, and they they see it in in a positive way that that it is that it encourages people to to, to explore with a partner more, and and so in that it can make them uh, more confident. But the other thing that that porn can do is that it, it, that people that are watching some porn that they that might not be interested in doing, they can kind of get that out while watching porn, and and when they're with their partner, then maybe they, they you know they're not trying to push that kind of stuff with, with a partner. Right. So it's that it can kind of work both ways where you can explore it, but you could also, you know, get off on stuff that I mean, you wouldn't necessarily want to do with a, with your partner. So so it definitely there, there definitely can be some that some, um, they point out some positive things that are, that are here.
2: Right. And mm-hmm. it's all situational, very much so, on uh, who is talking about it.
0: Yeah. And so uh, I have another quote here from Samuel Perry, University of Oklahoma, who says uh, research. On pornography, use use acts only as a snapshot. It asks how much pornography a person watches and how good their relationship is at one particular moment, right? So, so by by only by by making assumptions based on one survey, that they, they're not looking over you know how this person's relationship may evolve over time and how their use of pornography may evolve over time.
1: They're also not looking at uh, the relationship of cause and effect. If they're if they're taking a look at how that person's relationship is, <laughs> and whether they're looking, they're looking at pornography.
0: They're
1: yeah. they're they're saying that the chicken comes before the egg, and they're not saying that the egg might come before the chicken. Yeah, person might might not be watching pornography if their relationship was better.
0: That, that's true, right, exactly so they, they don't know which it is. Um, so here just, so let's take on a couple of these claims because 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 I know we're at or we're already uh, gone quite a ways. Um, pornography seems to create sexual dysfunction so they're looking at erectile dysfunction and there's nothing in the data that that, that says that this is true and I'm, and I'm not going to go through all the pieces. I, the, we'll make sure the links are in the uh, the show notes if people want to read the research. but basically the, the, there's a couple things they're looking at they're looking at refractory periods. Right? So if, if, if you can't get up with your partner because you just were watching porn and had and, and, and masturbated, which mm-hmm. is what porn is often used for, um, and that, that's not an issue of, 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 of the porn being a problem. It's, it's a refractory period issue. Right. And there's, some, and there's some other things that they looked at, but there's, they, they, they found no connection there. Um, they found no, the, the effects on marital quality, once again, we, the, there's, there's no good research demonstrating that pornography actually has a problem that creates a problem in the relationship. If you're already having problems in a relationship, you know, in people's yep. porn habits may or may not be different, but the data does not back that up um and then and and i have some information here about longitudinal studies that they did um that, that don't ma- that, that that show that that's not that you know that that's not the problem so once again looking at good longitudinal studies you know they can dismiss that um, but here's the thing in the popular media that's not what the, that's not what they're going to do they're going to use the you know the the one that gets them the quick hit that they need for whatever clickbait they're doing um and then i had a, i had another one here um another claim that i wanted to um oh yeah so so the idea that that watching the porn they kind of build up the content um once again longitudinal, showed that, longitudinal studies showed that that wasn't true uh, they had a bunch of parti- participants um averaging Uh, age of 16 when they started it because they wanted to start this with young people looking at um, violent and uh, other sexual porn and what they found is that 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 wasn't necessarily true that that people were not getting so desensitized by the porn that they were watching that they were that they were looking for more and more outrageous stuff that they just couldn't they didn't show that in a longitudinal study
1: and generally speaking if you hit something you're not comfortable with you're not going to go further
0: Right that yeah I mean I, I think that you know you it, it does you, you could see something you know and and watch something and but that doesn't mean that you're going to start seeking out more and more um you know s- stuff like that necessarily right but they they didn't they, they didn't they couldn't show that that it, that it was like progressing people's sexual desires in some weird way I guess so, yeah, so porn – so we're not watching more porn in the last, you know, last, what, four decades? Porn, porn use has uh, been pretty steady, right? We have more people, so we have more people watching porn. Um, so that, that makes sense. So anyway, it, the, 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 the data that they're using is not scientifically rigorous, and it's just clickbait junk. Tell us how you really feel, Brian. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely that is my opinion of, of what's going on here. I think it's garbage. So. You know,
1: I think that uh, lack of sexual knowledge and shame worked for my ancestors,
0: and I'm good with it too. Yeah, but why don't you tell me why bees are fish?
1: Why bees are fish?
0: Yeah, and I think we're gonna have to bees are it on fish if-
1: because that's the only safe thing for them to be. All right, so um, bees are fish legally uh, in actually, California. Bees it- <laughs> Wait, wait, wait,
3: wait, wait. Are are actual fish uh, always just making a buzzing sound and we just can't hear it because they're underwater?
1: (laughs) Yes, that is actually true.
3: There you go. That's the claim.
0: Um, (laughs) All done. Let's move on.
3: So this actually, back in
1: 2018, they were looking for a way in California to add bees to a protected species list, a protected species act. But that protected species act did not protect invertebrates except in some of the language regarding fish, because they referred to fish as being, among other things, they referred to mollusks as being fish. So the only invertebrates covered under there were fish. So they declared bees to be fish so that they could get protection of the Species Act. Um, And almost immediately after that happened, a group of businesses came in and said, you know, basically, lobbied to get that overturned and uh just a few days ago that divi- that that overturning was reversed so bees are fish once again but so as every it turns, time
2: you get a buzz about it they try to change it pretty much okay
0: it's a um, this actually ends up being a very complicated legal question right so so where the way that the um once again, this is one that if you don't read much into it, you know, the idea that, that bees are fish sounds ridiculous, but it has to do with with a piece of legislation in California, and it has to do with the way that the Fish and Wildlife Services can use this legislation to protect certain species. And they there's a question of, do you look at it literally, or do you try and interpret what the statute was meant to try to do? And... and and so there's two different legal ways that they're trying to approach this. Ultimately, what they're, they're trying to look at, what you know, they're what they're saying is that listen, the statute wanted to enable us to protect all these different animals, whether they be bees, crustaceans, fish, and so that's that, So that's why they made the argument the way that they did.
1: Yeah, uh, and you know, there's some precedent for this too because apparently back in the 17th century, the Catholic Church in Quebec. Or what is now Quebec allowed their allowed the worshippers to eat beaver meat during Lent because beaver was technically a fish because it lives part of its life in the sea.
0: There's, yeah, well, but that you know that's a Canadian. Is it wasn't that, wasn't that from Canada? There, that there, Canada. I, I said Canada, Quebec, yeah. but
2: I mean that's not in the sea either. It's in the water rivers. Which well, is but but they but they live
0: in they live in water, making them fart fish.
2: Yep. Uh water would be part fish, but it's not salt.
0: Well, but there so is salt. There's beavers, a
2: lot of
1: freshwater fish. Remember <laughs> to eat uh you know beavers or beavers are off the table now, so remember to try to eat a platypus during Lent. <laughs>
0: well,
2: Actually, do you,
3: do you um uh interpret the intentions of the rules rather than the words of them. Doesn't that kind of suggest uh incompetent lawmaking?
0: <laughs> no. okay i okay but here's the I, I'm, not, I'm gonna i'm gonna not. say no i, I am no, gonna I say no because because we, <sighs> we there is the intention of a statute and what it's trying to do but but with with all legal with all legal things and, and, and when you see this people that are originalists you know will try to and will say well what did our founding fathers actually want this to mean and then ultimately what it ends up meaning is whatever they want it to mean anyway right so so there, so there's the textual view of things but the, and then there's the intentional view of things and i think that you know really you want to you want to look at what what the people writing the the statues were intending to do
4: and matt considering yeah. that um creasins from a beaver's butt is used for vanilla flavoring i wouldn't be surprised if i eat beaver fairly regularly
1: <laughs> well that is true and i'm actually, i'm sure you fact, want us to believe you eat beaver fairly regularly
4: <laughs> actually with the beaver butt
0: vanilla that would be way too expensive apparently but here's here's my suggestion. If you want to understand this better, you go over to to the Opening Arguments podcast, and Andrew Torres is going to is going to go through it in excruciating detail and explain it to you. And and I really highly recommend that that you do that too. And I and and I have a link in here that to the Opening Arguments podcast because they went through this. And and by the time when when he's done with you, you will believe that bees are fish, and you will understand what what the intention here was, and 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 why this. Why this held the way that it did, but here's the thing is that it's not over. The California Supreme Court could overturn this again right yeah um you. and and so what we'll see what what happens but if if they if they overturn it you know there there's you know then I think it the legislature is going to have to decide how they want to- you know it, they might have to broaden the powers. I don't exactly know what the recourses are here, but certainly the idea that no. you should be protecting bees i don't I don't think any of us disagree with that. Right? But do you have to class them no, bees as fish there. to protect them? That's the question.
1: Uh, and making bees live in water
0: doesn't count as protecting. No, it, it does not. And that's, that's <laughs> not what they're doing. The, this, uh, you know, I, there, there were some good analogies in here. I was thinking I, I had one. But, I mean, the, the ability to protect animals that need to be protected, that's what the statute was trying to do. Right, that that was the intent of it, and I don't I don't know if that's sloppy legal, um, legal stuff or not. Once again, that's a, that's a you know Andrew Torres I think can go through that and answer that better for you than I can.
2: It's it's very difficult when the um, when the law does not help uh, with trying to uh, trying to keep the safety of an animal,
0: especially a keystone animal. So it it comes down to the word um, invertebrate. Right, so bees are invertebrates. So in the so that the there is precedent for protecting other invertebrates, and so and so that's that's where this this comes down um, to the word invertebrate and 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 how but, you know they protected them in the past, and whether you know, that applies I, to bees.
1: I just think it's fair that bees should have the same protection in California as Ted Cruz. So in,
0: in California. I mean, he's he's protected here in in, uh, in Texas, but I don't, I think that he should yeah, not be allowed to protected. leave the state.
1: He's also protected in California as an invertebrate.
0: Trilobites are protected
1: now. It's pronounced trilobites. For them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ted Cruz should have not Isn't have a that protected just status. like
3: chimpanzees and uh,
0: bonobos. Well. I, yeah, I I don't know. I, once again, oh, that's, once again, this comes down to that. It's a that it is a complicated legal argument, and in 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 a lot of ways, you need to be a lawyer to understand it. And the best explanation that I heard of it is not this article. Unfortunately, that we that on Slate, the Slate article is fine, but Andrew Torres did a much better uh, deep dive into it. And what's funny is that you know they, they talk about the idea um, that this this article starts off talking about tomatoes, and you know how. Um, a farmer wanted to be classified as fruit, so he didn't have to, as opposed to a vegetable, because of tax reasons, right? And certainly, uh, um, uh, tomatoes are fruits, right? But from a culinary standpoint, that they're, they're vegetables, right? So, once again, we've got a culinary term. But, you know... Well, and
1: ketchup is technically a fruit, our tomato,
0: it gets a tomato It's a vegetable.
1: Smoothie. Right, exactly.
3: So, can you make fish sticks out of bees?
0: I, I Sure, why not? <laughs> You know, knowledge is knowing that tomatoes are a fruit. Wisdom is knowing that they don't go in a fruit salad.
1: And common sense is knowing that ketchup is not a fruit smoothie and y'all are nasty.
0: I don't know that that's common sense, but okay. (laughs) Bloody hell. (laughs) I mean, a Bloody Mary would be a fruit drink at that point, right? It would be. Um, So –
1: you know, getting away from bees to other animals that can kill us.
2: There is a buzz about it, and bees can kill you too. I
0: think, However, I think we need to decide if we want to uh, move on to another article, or if we need, or if we call it there because we're at an hour and a half, or hour. We're at an minutes. hour and a half. Yeah. Well, could save all mine for next week. That's fine, dumbass. How do you feel about moving yours, or do you want to cover it?
3: Sure, that's fine. We can. I've already had one article to talk about, so we can move my my.
0: Okay. One. I'm fine about it. Okay. Well, I guess uh, then I'll give you five minutes, uh, Mac, to talk about your deadly uh, whatever.
1: Well, that wasn't mine. That was, I was.
0: Oh, you're. I was
1: creating oh, oh, a segue for,
0: for you Mad know, Cat. For some me?
1: professionalism in action. Oh, wow. Once again, here, I was creating <laughs> the segue.
2: <laughs> and I was working on
0: a lot more than five minutes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You need, yeah, you need more than five it minutes. Like
4: we're done this it we're for
0: It does. So on that disappointment, say goodnight, everybody. <laughs>
4: goodnight,
0: good night,
1: everybody. Good night. Night, everybody. That's good night. another fishy bee sting in the can.
0: If you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time you're never getting back. But the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, Let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons share-alike, no-derivatives, 3.5 license. Intro music by Peter Canold. Find more of Peter's music at SoundCloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at MySpace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork. For the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture.